Let's make him an episode that can't refuse. Oh, well done. Nate, this is our 49th episode. We are oh so close to 50. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. Can you believe we've only... Only. We... <laughs> Can you believe... Yes. ...that we have almost gotten to a full year of podcasting together? I feel like we just started. It, re- it really does feel like that. And then in some ways, I feel like I've done this for 20 years. Yes, you. I agree. That is the same feeling. Our 50th episode... I think it's going to come out two days before our exact one-year anniversary. Man. I'm excited that we got some suggestions from our wonderful listeners. Our, I'm, you know, I started calling them our, our Mott's family. Mm. I felt like, I felt like the, the nice... Because you're not just listeners to us. No, that's right. When you're here, you're family. Now, I just mm. made up that up. <laughs> no, that, no, you did not make that up. Wait, that, that's pretty original. That's the slogan of a restaurant. When you're here, you're family. That's, was that your Godfather impression? Oh, no. When you're here, when you're here, you're friendly. I need you to get a few cotton balls and stick them in your cheek. I'm sticking my fingers in my mouth. You got you got six pop filters over there. Just shove one of those in your mouth. <laughs> did did, uh, did you ever see The Godfather? Not really. I've seen okay. like some couple famous scenes. I probably should. Maybe one day. Maybe Iconic. one day. Iconic. It's like I haven't seen... Uh, Apocalypse Now or Citizen Kane either. I haven't I haven't seen those either. I don't But what I mean to our defense in our defense? Yes. Through our defense <laughs> in service of we are not professional movie critics. We Nate, bring no No, no, no. No, I I'm I'm turning this into a positive. Give me Okay, a okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. We are not professional movie critics. We are just like you. Mm. We're just like our Mott's family. Mm. We're just two guys that love talking about movies. We don't use incredibly uh, highfalutin uh, jargon unless mm. Steven says canonically during the episode. <laughs> but uh, we're just like uh, two guys driving home from watching Aquaman that's talking right. about the movie. Yes. And, and I like that. That's right. And that's why you are, listener, our Mott's family. When you're here. Hospitaliano. So listeners, if you have something you would like to hear on our 50th episode, maybe a segment, maybe a special top five, a return to our Alaska king size mattress. Did you, I, I even forgot we did that. Do you remember that? We talked about oh, mattresses. I was actually, I was talking about mattress sizes the other day because I was talking with my wife about how it would be nice if our bed was perfectly square. Because then I could rotate it 90 degrees. You, don't, you can never put on a sheet the wrong way. That's and true. And if you rotate it 90 degrees, that lovely indent that I am making into the bed, I can kind of, <laughs> instead of just giving it to my wife by flipping it 180, we can go uh, across the grain. I think you're supposed to flip it, you know, so the top is down. Except if you have a pillow top, then that's... Oh, right. that's right. That's why... Built-in I, pillow top, yeah, We've yeah. probably talked about this. Well, we had the, the uh, double pillow top. That's... Uh, that's why we but I believe one of the mattresses is completely square, isn't there? It is. It is not Alaskan the, king? Maybe, because it is not. Yes. It is not the king size. It is just not square enough to be super annoying. Right. Just enough to go, now, did our sheets shrink in the wash, or did we <sighs> put this on the wrong way? It's sort of like putting a USB stick into a computer 
the first way you try it, don't That's even right. like attempt it. Just flip it around. <laughs> Just flip it around. Because that your first thought will always be wrong. That's right. All right. Well, listen, we have a, a lot of stuff to get to today. I'm excited for our top five. We're going to talk about our top five movie training sequences montage. Mm-hmm, I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. It's a good one. For today's movie, we're going to review another 1999 special, The Matrix, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, and Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity. The Matrix mm. got mm. A- 88% Rotten Tomatoes, 85% audience satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Feels right. I up there. Now, I remember as this movie came out in theaters, tell me if people told you this. They said, listen, you're going to watch it the first time, you're not going to get it, but you got to watch it a second time, and then maybe you'll get it, and then you watch it more times than you finally get it. Does that make any sense? Do you remember like people saying that? I don't remember people saying that to me, but I probably watched it that first time and thought, I don't get it. <laughs> but I think right. I probably needed a couple years <laughs> to get it. Right, right. Well, and this was 1999. The internet was a thing, but not the same thing. It was Y2K time. It was Y2K time. It was AOL, 1,000 free hours for a month time. And so I think the idea of the internet being like a separate place, it was still kind of foggy. Like now, if you tell someone, you know, the world of Instagram or whatever, I think it makes more sense. People understand. Except me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. How how do I upload a 60-minute movie to Instagram? I think I can add it to a story and have a bunch of sections. I see a bunch of videos. Okay, anyway. You can do that, but then you got to tell people to, to flip your phone sideways because you got to uh, do the vertical. Flip your phone, please. <sighs> I had someone to manage my social media. <laughs> so, okay, back to the Matrix. Yes. Uh, quick, uh, quick bit, little bit here. 1999 happens. Mm. I did not see this movie in theaters. Neither did I. I was too young right. to go see it. It's rated R right. for restricted and rebellious. <laughs> and other R words. But I definitely saw it. It was also around the time of the great evolution into DVDs. Yes. And this was probably, if anyone started a DVD collection, dollars to donuts to dollars. To dollar trees. The Matrix was part of it. Exactly. Yes. Dollar trees to donuts. The Matrix was usually part of everyone's DVD collection. Yes. Is that fair? Yes. And it was one of my earliest DVDs, and I still have it. Still have the DVD. Is this around the time? Did we have AOL Instant Messenger at this time? Yes. Yes, we did. Delving into the past. Yes. This was AOL Instant Messenger era. I remember dial-up plus Instant Messenger. That's right. Could I, this is, maybe this is too personal. You can cut Mm. this out if it is. Okay. But I would love to know. What Stephen Robles, young Stephen Robles, chose as an AOL instant messenger name. I will tell you, if you <laughs> say that you had a funny name and you didn't just do like Nate B 97 did you have a funny name? I'm pretty sure I did not have a funny name. I'm pretty sure I was, yes, like Nate B Ski 88 or something. <sighs> Back in the day where you would just put your, like, Basically put like the last four of your social as your username thinking like, oh, this is fine. I think I was probably like Nate B 2288 or something. Tell me yours. Tell me now. Three, two, one. Emperor SR. <laughs> Listen. 
I don't know. I would have loved to known you back then. I don't know why in the seventh grade <laughs> did I choose that username. But yeah, that was Is it was this a Star Wars thing? Like a Palpatine? I don't, like you were the Sith Lord? Maybe. I don't know. I really don't I have no idea. Or were you a big penguin fan? <laughs> I didn't want to have numbers in my username. I was adamant about I didn't want any right. numbers. Because you gotta be cool, Emperor. Right. And so my name was probably taken, you know, so I did my initials. I don't know why. I don't know why. It would also look like Emperor Senior. Senior, yes. But uh, I I don't know why. It was terrible. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's, <laughs> that, that's real good. Anyway. That's good for my soul right there. That's chicken soup for my soul. I'm glad you enjoyed Emperor that. SR. All right, carry on, Emperor Steven. The Matrix was very impressionable at the time. Mm. From a practical standpoint, this movie's special effects and its method of filming some of the scenes was revolutionary. Right. This was the Wachowski brothers, one of their earliest projects. And I remember the bullet time way of filming where they would literally have a 360 degree circle of cameras to capture a moment. The scenes were incredible. It was like mind blowing effects and camera work. I remember a lot of this movie because I did watch it a lot. (laughs) But the scene of Morpheus and Neo sitting in that room taking the red pill or the blue pill. Iconic. Loved it. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is. But it's there. Like a splinter in your mind. Could I hear real quick uh, what you would do? I would take the red pill, I think. My desire to know truth would drive me to risk it. Would outweigh the fear of being involved in an alien, a robotic squid-like battle. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told me that after I took that pill, I would have to like pull incubated tube out of my throat and <laughs> flush down a thing naked, I don't know if that I would That was a disturbing scene. That was disturbing. Well, let's talk about that in a second. But Morpheus's glass sunglasses that didn't have the piece that goes around the ear. Yeah, that just sit there. Oh, magical. That was incredible. And after Neo takes the red pill and he touches that mirror and the mirror turns into like a metallic goop that gets on his yep. fingers. Yep. That is so burned into my mind. Mm. And it also reminded me of Metal Mario from Mario 64. Those special effects were just incredible. And Left a big impression. And like when the metal stuff goes over his body and then down his throat. Like we said in our Mummy episode, thank you to Tom for being on it. Yes. In 1999, some of the best effects you can do are with things that are wet looking and shiny. (laughs) And shiny. Though, earlier in the movie, but uh, the office scene where the agents chase him out on the ledge and uh, Morpheus is talking to him on the phone. You know, he was just delivered the telephone and mm-hmm. he's trying to talk to him about this is how you get out of this. But then the agents capture him, take him to the interrogation. Mr. Anderson. Ooh, that's a good impression. What, what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts the on humans find despicable? Oof, that's a good impression, Nate. Thank you. That was really good. What, what did you think of Agent Andrew or yeah, Agent Smith? He is some of the best, like in all of these movies. Yes. There is key casting, I think, in these movies. That is, Keanu Reeves is Neo. 
And yes. actually, with that was probably a, an issue with his acting career is that he was such like, well, no, you're just this guy now. Right. Lawrence Fishburne was so good. Carrie Ann Moss was excellent in her role. The yes. Oracle was great. It was casted well. Yes. And the and Agent Smith. And I think between those characters, you could put anyone else around them. Like, I didn't find the architect super compelling and reloaded. I didn't find the whole, what was that one guy? The the twins that have like the blonde dreads? No, the, the, the guy who was kind of the above them, the Manduvian. The, oh, yeah. The guy with the club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, I think all of those characters were the best in all of these movies. Yes. But I think Agent Smith was probably pound for pound one of the best villains. I think in this time period. I agree. He was menacing and intimidating. And that interrogation scene, pretty intense. And then when that bug crawls in Keanu Reeves, that... His belly button, right? Yep, it crawled into his belly button. And then he wakes up back in his apartment. Tell me, Mr. Anderson, what good is a phone call if you're unable to speak? So I probably saw this, I know exactly where I was when I saw it. I probably saw it when I was 12, 13, 12, mm-hmm. yep. something like that. The scariest parts of this movie, I can remember them vividly. The metal goop on the hand was kind of scary right. in the throat after choosing the pill. The His mouth going away in that first interview and the bug crawling in. I've definitely had a couple nightmares about this. Right. <laughs> Him waking up and it being in like completely bald tube, also very scary. Yes. After that, those parts in this movie, I found nothing scary about it at all. No. I think I've actually probably seen this movie a couple times when I was around that age. And I think I probably skipped past some of the scarier parts to get to the like, you are now a fighting uh, machine. Mm. I don't find any of the... uh the actual like Nebuchadnezzar fighting the robots scary at all. It was all no. like the really trippy matrixy stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Everything, everything prior to the him being naked in the tube. So once he takes the red pill and he is now in the real world, then we have the whole explanation sequence of Morpheus telling him what happened all exposition, but it's enjoyable exposition because the things are kind of changing and Morpheus has taken him to all these different places and it's a storyline like nothing we've ever seen before. It is yes. Terminator, but Terminator with a with the Matrix <laughs> built into it. <laughs> yeah, and just, I mean, I remember this being such a, in addition to the special effects and everything, yeah, the plot of this movie being so new and impressionable. I mean, I remember for months and like maybe even years after being like, oh, maybe we are in a simulation. <laughs> yeah it definitely makes you question like wait is is this air you're breathing right and whenever you have deja vu you think of this movie (laughs) (laughs) right same black hat and famously elon musk even said yeah we might be in a simulation so (laughs) still perpetuates sure this this idea but when uh, morpheus holds up that duracell battery and he says the matrix is a computer generated dream world Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being into this. No. And then Neo freaks out. It's just great, uh, I don't know, great exposition and storytelling. Human beings are disease. Cancer of the planet. 
You're a plague, Mr. Anderson, and we are the cure. Nate, are you just recalling this offhand? No, I have the IMDb quote section <laughs> up. Well, even so, your uh, impression of, of Agent Smith is uh, incredible. Just Thank you. Oof. Thank you, thank you. Um, please don't play an actual clip of him speaking, because sometimes you do that after I do an impression and I realize how off I am. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, don't do me like that. No, no, no. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> so we have uh, Neo in the real world, and we eventually get to the training sequence. Mm-hmm. He gets jacked in, gets plugged in, which that idea of having a port on the back of your head, too, was troubling, but also pretty cool. I like how a lot of it was, although it was future, it was relatable tech to what we are all experiencing in the real world. Right. It's kind of lo-fi from the standpoint of like, yeah, you got a, a plug and like a, a floppy disk with the karate, with the kung fu pr- program right. on it. Right, right. But I remember it was so cool that he was able to just learn these things immediately. Fu and then him and Lawrence Fishburne train karate. In one of the greatest training sequences of all time. This is a sparring program, similar to the programmed reality of the Matrix. It has the same basic rules, rules like gravity. What you must learn is that these rules are no different than the rules of a computer system. Some of them can be bent. Others can be broken. Understand. Then hit me, if you can. I agree. So great. And ending with the leap of faith building the building jump that didn't do it as much for me you didn't like that part i didn't like the the yeah the the squishy road and all that stuff and that looked kind of fake it took me out of it yeah there are there are scenes in this movie that i will hold to as just top-notch stay with you like always the training scene is one of them when they're in the you know in in the dojo yeah and then the scene where they bring a ton of guns him and trinity they go through that metal detector yes. area and they just sh- he just shows he has a ton of guns. That scene is the one scene that I would sometimes just pop in the DVD, skip, skip. right to that scene. Yes. And just watch that one scene cuz it was incredible. Choreography, slow motion, the everything. Have you watched it recently though? No, does it not hold up? I mean, I think everything inside the Matrix uh, looks a lot better. I've, I think I saw the Matrix maybe a couple of years ago, more recently. Yeah. Everything that's in the real world uh, looks a little like a little dated as far as effects with them in the ship and them going through like the, the tunnels. Right. The scenes in the Matrix look a lot, lot better. But still, there is... I think it's actually because... The slow motion firing and like the one-handed uh, cartwheels and things yeah. became so synonymous with action scenes right. that it actually watching it it feels played mm. just because everyone copied this right. So I remember watching it recently and I watched it with my wife and showed her like I don't think she had seen it and I was like oh wait for this part wait for this part not quite as great as I remember with my teenage brain. I do remember the bathroom fight scene with Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yes. Morpheus gets a lot of dust on his face in that scene, if I remember <laughs> correctly. There's a lot of tile tile dust. Yes. I, <laughs> there's a lot of dust. But I remember it being an awesome fight scene just to behold. Yes. And that uh, was good. Know. That was good, too. Also, the uh, the bullet dodge. The Is that the top of the... Top of the building. On top of the skyscraper? Yes. Yes. And Neo. I mean, that's so iconic. Yes. That was one of the 
main bullet time sequences and again later when him and when neo and agent smith jump at each other and try to shoot at each other in the air but right. that was very iconic cypher who is the bald guy i forget his actual actor's name joe pantoliano he betrays them all and kills pretty much the entire team by just yanking the jacks out of their head while they're in the matrix yes I remember every time I saw that scene, even upon rewatching, I was like, I hate this guy. This guy <laughs> is the worst. Indeed. But there is that one scene with him and Agent Smith at that fancy restaurant in The Matrix. He says, ignorance is bliss. After nine years, you know what I realize? Ignorance is bliss. Then we have a deal. And it does give you a pause for a second to think, hmm. Maybe he just wants to. Yeah, he just wants to enjoy life. Not be, yeah, he doesn't want to be involved in the battle anymore. Right. He'll take the simulation. Exactly. If you were offered that kind of amazing deal, would you choose I, to? Would I choose to murder everyone that I knew? No, in the real no, world? no, no, no. Le- no. Le- leaving off the the that part. But you know, if the robots were like, "Listen, we just want you as a battery. We'll give you the best life. You'll live your best life back in the Matrix if you just put yourself back in." Real prosperity gospel. <laughs> what would you? What would you do? Would you leave the real world and just? Uh, I think I would be very. If I was by myself, I think yes. I'd be very tempted right. to take that deal. I think yeah. the having people around with me in the Nebuchadnezzar doing doing our thing, right? I think would be enough to like not go back. And you would have to also be like, I must never know about any of this because if you live right. with the the memory that. Oh, this isn't real. Right. That might trip you up. Yeah, that wouldn't probably end well for you. Let's talk about the parts of the movie that aren't that great. Mm, okay. If there are any for you. I remember the movie being slow to start. You know, there's a lot of him in his apartment staring at his computer screen. and you know, All those kinds of scenes I remember being a little slow. Right. And the whole uh, follow the white rabbit. <laughs> it was fine, but I was like, eh. Yeah, it's okay. Right. I don't know. What it, you you seem like you have a scene. I don't have a ton of it. I thought the the mission that they were on, especially how it's presented in that first movie, was kind of unclear why they were it was so much about like escaping the matrix and like this is the true real world and all of that stuff and the chosen one. Mm. But I remember like I don't understand any of this. I don't understand why like what are you guys doing? You're just escaping the robots. Do you have a plan at all? Is it all just hoping for the one to come? And even with like the Oracle, there are some confusing things in the Matrix that I feel like, unless you were to really dig into it, go past the point of, okay, she's a computer program or right. he's just a, he's a virus or whatever, which I guess you could say could be a positive if you're like, yeah, it makes you want to watch it 20 times and go down a Reddit hole. <laughs> which didn't exist when this movie came out. Right. But would have blown Imagine up. Imagine if it did. <laughs> All the Reddits. And don't worry about the vase. What vase? That vase. I remember the Oracle scene, and there was this whole push and pull in the first movie of like, yeah, he's the one, but hey, maybe he's not really the one. And, May- and Morpheus is the one that believes this whole prophecy of stuff. And they kind of use this ancient mythology feel in talking about neo when on the flip side it's actually a very mechanical robot run world in reality that is kind of fun yeah and it's it's a fun dichotomy and and we do realize 
as the series goes on that it is really just computer math and he's like a in one movie it says that Neo was like the remainder in the code right which doesn't make a ton of practical sense well i think <laughs> but uh, maybe some of the biggest downfalls of this movie is that it is not a standalone movie right and it is a part of a trilogy that i think uh spoiler alert i think gets worse with every movie i think you are right although some of the fight and action scenes in some of those latter movies were pretty incredible please do not say the reloaded scene where everyone looks like an n64 character on out in the playground no that scene is ridiculous that's a travesty <laughs> <laughs> no, that scene is like when Neo straight up, yeah, looks like a poor excuse for a video game character. That's not good. But the car chase scene in that second movie. You loved those uh, the, pretty the guys that disappear and reappear, the guys with the dreadlocks. I, I mean, that was a fun scene. And Trinity <laughs> on that motorcycle, I'm just saying, pretty fun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, that Oracle scene, though, in the first movie, there is no spoon. And, you know, she has all those kids in there, like, bending spoons and stuff. Yes. And then later in the movie, when he and Trinity are flying up the elevator shaft, and Neo says again, there is no spoon. I don't know. That, that's an iconic line. Right. People who grew up in that era would still recognize it. I, I'm really excited to, to uh, hear what you're going to use as our rating system for this movie. Because mm. there are a couple things you could go with. You and me both. But let's get to one of the final scenes. They rescue Morpheus, another iconic image of Morpheus running, yanking the sensors off his body, very sweaty, still a little mm -hmm. dusty, mm -hmm. running towards the window, bloody. a little bloody, and jumping out that window and grabbing onto the helicopter. That was good. Kind of makes you want to watch this movie again here. I know. I'm telling you, I, I saw this movie a lot. And they get back to the, they get to the subway station. Morpheus and Trinity escape, but Neo is left with Agent Smith in the subway. And I think one of the most incredible and long fight scenes do you remember that last fight scene do you remember enjoying it is it the one where he kind of flexes his biceps and then he uh they're doing the whole like he does the the motion with his hand to like come at me yes and trinity is yelling at him from the real world like run but neo stands his ground and morpheus looks at the screen like he is the one <laughs> yes that's the, that's the one then he fights agent smith Yes. And eventually... And they go faster and faster and fast. Right. And he gets him in front of the subway and he gets hit by the subway car. And then he pops out of <laughs> the subway and when it stops. Because right. he could just become any person of the Matrix. So good. And then Neo runs through the market and they eventually get to some apartment building. Okay. Yeah. This is the part I remember. Yes. Where Agent Smith finally shoots him. But then he remembers he's the one. And there is no spoon. There, there is, is no, no spoon. He is the one. And he stands up and basically possesses Agent Smith. Very strange. Can I say, <laughs> very, like, diving headlong into someone? Yeah. <laughs> very strange. That was strange. And then he flexes and the hallway kind of like bubbles and goes down the thing. And then he also goes, no. And he stops all those bullets. Right. right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> no. And then uh, the last scene, we see him flying away. And yeah, and you end with, he can fly? Right. Man, I remember 
all of it. Really loving this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember the whole the whole thing. I feel like I just waxed politically about this movie for a long time. You did. I'm sorry. I feel like I took the whole time. I liked it. It is. Um, it, I kind of want to watch it again. It's one of those movies that I think I probably could watch every ten years or so. It feels like a this on its twentieth anniversary feels like I should probably honor it with a viewing hmm. i'm not sure we can even appreciate the kind of like groundbreaking ways that the matrix changed the game when it came to action right and special effects and like the the desire to use more of them well nate i'm so ready on a scale of zero to five red pills mm. how do you rate the matrix i'm going to give the matrix four red pills mm. Because Mr. Robles, it's a really good movie. It really is. The effects are a little bit dated 20 years later, as to be expected. But the casting, like this is Keanu Reeves, like maybe John Wick might be his other like perfectly suited for uh, moment in time. But Neo is Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is Neo. Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith is fantastic again and again. And then everyone else, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss. We didn't even talk that much about Trinity. She was great. She was great. Yeah. She was great. I believe you listed her in her in top five heroines in That's the right. previous episode. Yes. Yes, I did. So a solid four. I also talked to friend of the show, Zach, uh, recently in Atlanta, and he uh, echoed Tom's sentiments that our rating system, when we get into 0.75s and 0.25s, is ridiculous. So, just another Mott's family member who uh, ragging on our rating system, ragging on the the father of Mott's. Fine. Well, you know, I mean, it makes it easier if if we're not doing points. So fine. I'm still gonna do them from time to time. It just happened to sure. work out for four for me. Well, I'm gonna go with the whole number two, and I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna give it a four. It is not a perfect movie. Not a four and a half. I was really thinking you'd go four and a half. Well, I'm trying to acquiesce to the fam you want to round up to five i don't see this is the thing i don't think it's a perfect movie do think the sequels actually tainted a little bit (laughs) right so it's hard it's hard to say like yes five but yeah i'm gonna go ahead and give it a four and a half 4.5 sorry tom and zach and everyone else (laughs) but but for a four and a half because this is it was a great movie and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna double renege. I'm gonna go back to a four. <laughs> and here's 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 why. The stench of your indecision is palpable. <laughs> I'm gonna just do a, a supercut of all your Smith impressions <laughs> from this episode. I think a really really great movie makes you think or feel about a real topic. Okay. In addition to being fun or feeling invested in the characters, in addition to all like the normal movie making thing, mm-hmm. I don't think The Matrix does that really well. You could say it deals on insecurities or you know not believing that you are capable of doing what you're made to do, whatever. Like those themes are lightly sprinkled throughout, but I don't think it it deals with something in real life. And sci-fi movies can do that. You know, you can create like interstellar that makes you feel something and actually think about your own life and your 
relationships or whatever. I, d- I don't think The Matrix does that. And so it is not a deep movie per se in regards to real life stuff, but it is extremely fun to watch. It's fun to get your mind in this universe and having it bend around the plot and all that. And it's, it was iconic for the time. So it was really right. fun, but I think it's, I think it's a solid four. And if you've not seen it, I think it's worth seeing. It's a fun Friday night watch. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that, that sounds great. And to those, uh, families with younger kids, it is rated R. So, uh, yeah, it don't does have some slightly disturbing images. So, Yes, don't uh, don't watch it because kids. we are a not explicit uh, podcast, and then we have a lot of families that listen as well. That's right. So just a, a little bit of PSA there. That's right. But for those who can handle it, it's great. All right. Well, let's do our top five. All right. This was your original idea, so tell us what are we doing for our top five? We are doing top five training sequences or training montages from movies. That's right. Now, did you find some of the articles that? Gave these lists? Yes, I did. Yes, as did I. I will include them in the show notes uh, because they're pretty interesting. Do you have any honorable mentions? I do. Man, I'm torn on this. I think I'm going to go honorable mention the Karate Kid. Okay, okay. Training for Mr. Miyagi and Daniel-san. I think I knock it down out of the top five because it's not as much of just one scene. Right. I think he guys these paint the fence, wax the car. Really like it though. Really enjoyed that movie. That's a slower movie than I remembered when I watched it more recently. But right, right. the Karate Kid is an honorable mention for me. I am I also put that in my honorable mentions, and I have two other honorable mentions. Ooh, okay. You might find one blasphemous, but yeah. one is the Incredibles, the original Incredibles movie where Mr. Incredible starts, you know, pulling trains and that kind of stuff. All right, fine. I'll allow it's it. It's fun. <laughs> I'm also putting this in my honorable mentions. Rocky. All the Rocky movies. I am not a Rocky super fan. Mm. Probably couldn't really recall much of many of the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not big in my Pantheon movies. Can't put it in my top five. It's in my honorable mentions, though. Okay. I will comment later on that. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, give me your uh, number five. My number five is Cool Runnings, <laughs> the bobsled training scene. Okay. It involves them running and going in like a dirt bobsled at some point in time. And then the whole group is in like an ice truck. Mm. Uh, and the guy pops his head out and breaks off one of his dreadlocks. He's so cold. John Candy, Cool Runnings, <laughs> number five humor and them also getting better and starting out really terrible i kind of like that at the beginning of a training scene the worse you can start out or just like the average you are at the beginning i think that uh, helps mm. i've never seen cool runnings what no no never jamaica seen we got a bobsled team no never never maybe maybe i've seen like the last 20 minutes on tv a long time ago but no i don't might be a good family flick some point okay. in time all right all right well, my number five, the first Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. Now, this is not, yeah. nece- this yeah. is not necessarily this is not necessarily a training scene, so it's not necessarily doesn't really count. Well, there's not a trainer unless you count Jarvis as his partner. Uh-huh. But he is learning. He is training himself 
on how to utilize this Iron Man suit. Generous use of the word training. The scenes of him in his basement laboratory trying his propulsions and the you know, video recorder showing him mm-hmm. totally flying through the roof and crashing out of the car, all the way leading up to him actually like flying to that faraway Middle Eastern country and doing stuff. I liked that uh, whole sequence. Okay. Yeah, it's a good scene. If there are any more like that in your list, I will come <laughs> after you. But you're allowed this one because okay. it's number five. But my let it be known, my patience is waning. Oh, okay. I think fine. I think the rest of mine will meet your your okay, approval. Perfect. But anyway, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you your so number, much. Your number four. My number four is Batman Begins. Oh, oh, number four. Okay. Liam Neeson, Christian Bale. That that's it. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. But you fear many things. Hmm. That was filmed in Iceland, you know. Yes. You know I wanted to go. We've, we've discussed this. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. Small but, drive from Reykjavik. Anyway, that's my number four. Okay. Well, now you got me doubting myself. Oh, yes. And I'm in your head. You're not going to like my next one. I just know mm-hmm. it. I know it. It's not technically a movie. <laughs> Is that your, that's your impression of me? Nope, not at all. What am I doing? I'm just copy and pasting, copy and pasting. Okay. Mr. Robles. My number four. I've talked about this movie in the past and how it's one of my favorite Disney movies. And you are always circumspect. But Big Hero 6, there is, this is a legitimate training sequence where every character has a specific weapon or ability. Yes technology where they all have to learn which yes. is what training is. They have to learn how to use yes. it, how to fight with it. Yes. So that scene ending with Baymax flying and the main character kid riding on his back it is a heartwarming ending to that training montage and so that is my number four, Big Hero 6. Yes. No, that is a great training scene. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think we can now, since we've done this for a year, Using uh, your different uh, parts of Big Hero 6, you've talked about this last year, I think we could piece it together into an entire audiobook and release it as Big Hero 6, narrated by Stephen Robles. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. You've completed the set, collector's edition. <laughs> I still want to do it as an actual episode, because I, I have lots of thoughts about it. But anyway. Okay. Yeah, they're all going to be gushy, aren't they? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Gushy, gushy thoughts. Okay. For me, number three... Rocky. Okay. Now, I can't speak for all Rocky training scenes. I'm only going to speak for Rocky the Ridge. Number one. Right. It is... I just watched it today because they had a clip on one of the websites. Mm -hmm. So good. He's punching the meat. He's Mm. running through Philadelphia. He runs up the steps. It's iconic. He raises his, his hands at the very top. Right. He... At some point in time, he starts out kind of like jogging. And what, another like a point during the middle of the song, he is sprinting mm. down the street very, very quickly. I was impressed with how fast he could run, mm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it has the song of getting stronger. Uh, right, right. <laughs> getting faster. Anyway, I like it. I like the um, a little music when it comes to a training scene, as you'll see in my next one. Oh, interesting. Da, 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 da. Okay, very good. 
My number three. <laughs> it's not technically. No, no. This is legitimately training, just like the Big Hero 6. And I still stand by the Iron Man as a training montage. Uh-huh, but anyway, uh-huh. my number three is X-Men First Class. And Charles Xavier is teaching the different mutants what to do. He's training them. Mm-hmm. He's training them. But the montage ends with him and Magneto standing on the balcony of the mansion. And Charles Xavier tells him to move the radar dish that's like really far away and it's really big. Magneto like can't do it. And they have this emotional exchange. And uh, Magneto tears up and then he moves the radar. And I, uh, I kind of yeah, tear well, up. a single tear falls from his eye. That's right. I tear up a little bit every time I uh, I see that scene. Every time he, well, okay. Well, yeah. Are you cool, still, are you telling cool me training this, scene, bro? You're telling me that's not. Listen, it doesn't have to be some high <laughs> that, that, energetic that's an emotional scene. You're like, he can't move that that satellite. He's dish. talking about his parents and stuff, and like, oh, okay, that makes more sense now. I don't remember the scene. He's making him draw on his like memories My of childhood. Coming in fuzzy. <sighs> it's a very emotional scene great that's good i was i was a little troubled that all the scenes that i thought of without looking at the lists none of them were on the lists right because no one else thinks of them as training scenes. <laughs> but i do i'm reinterpreting the genre yes listeners come to my defense tell nate that these fly. are fly fly my pretties <laughs> i right, will tell me your number two smart my guy. number two is autocorrected to milan in my notes but it is mulan <laughs> mulan right during the song, I'll Make a Man Out of You, a top-notch Disney song, mm. and everything that you could want in a training montage. Everyone starts off really bad. The song is about, basically, I need to make you better. Then by the end of the, the song, they're all great, and they can do all their tasks really well. Mm-hmm. And Mulan mm-hmm. r- climbs up at the top of the pole. Fantastic. Mulan, number two. I have a serious problem now, because your description of that now made me think of another movie. Okay. I'm going to add this to my honorable mentions because I don't feel like regenerating Is it Simba growing up in Hakuna Matata? No. Learns to eat the bugs. What a training sequence. <laughs> what, what is it? T- tell me. I maybe want to add it to mine. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> All right. So what's your number two? <laughs> you don't remember? Let's see with the little, the, the rat guy. Never mind. Forget about it. My number two, I know you will approve because it was on your list, but I'm putting Batman Begins as number yes. two. Yes. Christian Bale, Liam Neeson. Yes. That whole training. Yes, it's my number two. Are you happy we now? Are one Honda Accord. Yes. Very happy. <laughs> Love it. Okay, great. All right. Well, what's your number one? My number one is a movie I like to call The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. The one we just talked about for a while. Yes. It's the best. I agree. It Mine belongs is the same. in everyone's top five, and I mean, I wouldn't be upset if people put it, you know, number four, number five. It's a preference sort of thing, but it's good. Yeah, after, right. It is my number one too. After that, the gun hallway scene or the lobby scene, the training sequence is my second most watched scene, probably from that movie. Well, I feel bad about my list now. It's just knocking my list. You know what? happy to happy to tear you down to have i let me tell you something this whole top five list Mm. has been your training montage (laughs) i tear you down to build you back up Mm. so that you'll be ready for our 50th episode oh man 
50th episode. So listeners, again, getting stronger. Listeners, it's our 50th episode. Mott's family. Uh, Aspitalian. Remember Mott's family. Let's make him an episode they can't refuse. Oh, well done. You like that? Right? That was pretty good. Thank you. Listeners, it's our 50th episode. We want to hear from you. What do you want to hear? You know what? Here's how we would like you to deliver that to us. (laughs) Go to the Apple Podcast app. If you don't have an iPhone, borrow your friends. Go to their Apple Podcast app. Give us five stars and write a review telling us uh, what you'd like to hear on that 50th episode. In the review? That's right. That's fine. Oh, I, don't okay. care. I don't care what people write there as long as they give us five stars. <laughs> write the lyrics to uh, Mulan's Make a Man Out of You if you want That's to. That's perfect. Give us, give us your top five training montages in the iTunes review after you give us five stars. Tell us which ones we missed. That's right. I feel like there are a couple. Might be. But hey, you should follow us on Instagram if you don't already. At Movies on the Side. We've got some fun stuff over there. Lots of pictures of Entenmann's treats recently. Are we going to tell people what we're doing next week for a movie? Or are we we not officially decided? Maybe maybe we should wait to see if there's a wave of suggestions that talk about oh. the same movie. And then look, Stephen posts on our Instagram a couple of days before we release our episode so that you, as the That's listeners, right. can have a chance to see the movie first. That's right. So follow us on Instagram so you can see what's coming next. That's right. I post it every Friday morning so you know what and where to watch it. And why. And And why. That's right. That's right. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. Mm -hmm. What's that show? Richard Scary? Busy World. Anyway. Busy World. Come along with Lonely and Huckle and you can run a delivery truck. Mr. Anderson, and human beings are a disease, a cancer of the planet. You're a plague, Mr. Anderson, and we are the cure. The stench of your indecision is palpable.